Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Michael Carvel. He's the Managing Director at Canmara Resources. Michael, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks, Bobby. Nice now, to Michael, we like to start in this uh, Executive Chair interview with the early days. Warren Point, County Down, St. Coleman's and Newry, then off <laughs> to Queen's to be an engineer. Uh, was were, were your family in business? What was your background? Yeah, my my family's been in construction and um, and sort of engineering quarrying really five, six generations. Okay. So, so uh, my dad was a house builder in Northern Ireland, which was an up and down business because of the troubles, you know, things would yeah. swing back and forth. Um, and, so, and so there was, uh, you know, something of a, of a legacy of construction and engineering. But I did mechanical engineering, which was seen as a step out in those days. Okay, and and uh, I'm right in saying then <clears throat> that after Queen's University, uh, you started, I think, with your dad, uh, you had acquired uh, the business that was Kinmare uh, for 38,000 euros, and that was the start, or or did you work <clears throat> somewhere before that? Yes, I did. So I'd, I'd worked as an undergrad, I'd spent some time working in Tara Mines, uh, which is a lead and zinc mine in Navan. Very interesting and place. That was uh, that was great, and I really enjoyed that. It was really fun. And then after graduation, I worked as uh, as a projects engineer in the building of four hospitals in northern Algeria in the Sahara and Atlas Mountains, and that was that was sort of fun as well. But I I thought, look, unless I do something, I'll end up just going from major project to major project. And so um, I filled in the application and went to Wharton. Uh, and did an MBA at Wharton. And the culmination or the dissertation at the end of the MBA was the starting of a, of a mining development company. And so that's that's sort of where that came from. So, so basically your thesis in the MBA became your next project. Which, exactly. Which is, that was the business plan. Which yeah. has morphed into Kinmare Resources. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. So, so then... If we talk then about mining again, you're here in Dublin. <coughs> the main strand uh, of Canmere is the MoMA uh, titanium minerals mine in Mozambique. Yes. How did that bit of it come so, about? So we started as an exploration company, not a mining company. So we were exploring for gold in the Philippines. We were developing a very small uh, but high grade gold project in um, in Sudan. And there was an Islamic revolution in Sudan and that was that became bit of a no-go area for us then. Um, we didn't find commercial uh, depositions of gold in the Philippines. But in the meantime, we had been introduced by the Geological Survey of Yugoslavia, which is a name we don't hear very often nowadays, wow. uh, to, to a project in northern Mozambique. And um, we were interested in it. We formed a joint venture with the, with the Yugoslavs. And it's just one of those projects that the more you looked at it, the better it got. The more investigation, more drill work, it got better and better and better. So finally, we eventually managed to drag together the funds to build the mine. And um, and then we expanded it. And, and that's the present uh, yeah. position. Yeah, so, 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 that, so that's, in, that's been the last sort of 14 years. Can you tell us a little bit then about Titanium. Who buys titanium? And like I know it from like carbon fiber masts and these kind of things, or racing cars. But it's yeah. its use is much a lot more widespread, isn't it? Yes. So so we mine the naturally occurring minerals of titanium, which is it's actually bizarrely called ilmenite. So we mine ilmenite, 
And then ilmenite is used to make that metal that you know of in aeroplanes, which is a light, strong metal. But its most, the, its largest use is, use is the manufacture of titanium pigment, which is whiteness and opacity. So brightness, whiteness and opacity. So any, any single manufactured product that has any colour or any opacity has titanium dioxide in it. And so paint, paper, plastics, and this Inks, gives us it's, fabrics. the bright colour comes from the titanium, yeah. is it? So every single surface in the studio has titanium in it. They pen you. No way. Holding the, the ink on the page there, the paper itself, all your clothes, all my clothes, the TV screen. It's no all way. got titanium dioxide in it. Yeah. Right. OK, I, I, I didn't know that. Is it used also in, in food? Is that correct? Yeah, yes Tell it me is. about that. Are we eating titanium? <laughs> we are. Or a version of are. it? <laughs> so, for instance, um, semi-skimmed milk right. would look a sort of like a greyish colour. So, it, it again gives that white colour yes. to milk. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Okay. So then, you know, there's there's 1,500 odd people employed out. Uh, 1,500 working directly for us and probably roughly the same working for our full-time contractors on the site. And am I right in saying that you moved the full factory, uh, a huge <coughs> engineering, you moved it 26K or something like that from one place to another so, so during the, COVID? Yeah, so the ore is present in discrete pods. And so we had mined one of them completely and had to move to another. And historically in this industry, what people do is they dismantle the operation, move it on trucks and then rebuild it. But that would take about 18 months of lost production. Right. Normally, these are very large mining companies who have got loads of mines and whatever, but we've only got one mine, so we couldn't afford to be out of production for 18 months. So we built a road and we drove it down the road. Uh, it was eight and a half thousand tonnes. So and you I, had to build your own road? But of course, yeah, it's yeah. in the middle of the bush. And so that's the heaviest mass moved in Africa ever. And it's the heaviest mass moved on road or over land that distance in the world ever, as far as we know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and was that a hugely costly operation or, or was it cheaper than... It was, it was cheaper. It would still cost $127 million. Right. So, right. so it's, it's, it's a big plant, big, big operation. Michael, just, just to walk through some of the figures with you, because this is a substantial <laughs> business. Revenue last year, almost half a billion euros, 456 million uh, profit of 243 million, uh, almost again uh, increased from, from like these are massive figures. Um, I, th I think those are dollar figures actually. They're still massive. <laughs> yeah. They're still but, massive. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, I think a, a 260 million EBITDA last year and yeah, $455 million with the revenues. And yeah, we, we hope to do better than that this year. No, and, and, and how volatile is or has mining been from a financial like you're if you, if you look at the 14 years so, like, so, is there so, years that you so, so that you lose it's, money it's more than 14 years yeah. we, we started the company about 30 years ago but um yeah look um there was uh, when we finished the second round of expansion of the mine the second phase of development of the mine we'd put a lot of money in into it we had a, quite a bit of debt and that was, uh, you know, that was a period relatively shortly after the global financial crisis when commodities, all commodities went into an absolute um, nadir. They, yeah. they dropped. And so we struggled quite a bit at that stage. Now, the mine itself still made money 
uh, except for a tiny, tiny sh short period. But we didn't make enough to cover our interest payments. And consequently, we had to recapitalize, yeah. pay down the debt and, um, and move on. So that was in 2016 that we did that recapitalization. And since then, the market has gradually been improving. Finally, can I ask you about, uh, you know, the troubles in Ukraine, the global <coughs> supply chain issues? Are they likely to impact your business? Global supply chain, absolutely. Like we we consume a lot of stuff. Um, I, I think we spend about one hundred and fifty million dollars a year running the business, and that that's a lot of purchase of consumable items. So yes, we have troubles with uh, with the global supply chain, just like everybody else. Uh, so far, we've been able to overcome them. Um, so with Ukraine, I, I really don't like talking about Ukraine in terms of the business effect of Ukraine because it's a tragedy. And like, I mean, we should just yeah. look on it as, no, as, a, that. as I, a great uh, tragedy. And, uh, and It was in that context. Yeah. I, was, I, I think you're right to say that. Yeah. Uh, it's an awful, yeah. horrendous tragedy. Uh, can I ask you then about maybe something outside of work? Uh, you're a sailor. Uh, you've gone around Ireland a few times. Yeah, yeah. I, I just is that what you do? To, is that what you do to keep sane? Yeah, and I, it, it's a great thing to do. It's a great thing for kids. The one thing about sailing that I think is uh, is tremendous for kids is that girls and boys do it together. Yeah, it's it's one of the few sports where you mix as as kids with other people of the other gender, and uh, I think that that's a nice, healthy thing for young young people growing up. Um, so my kids sealed with me quite a bit, and uh, but still I I enjoy racing, enjoy. All it right. Like, well, know. look, it's been great to talk to you. What a fascinating business and a fascinating story, Michael Carvel, managing director of Kenmare Resources. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Bobby. My pleasure. Down to business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at eleven on News Talk.